0: and welcome to episode 22 of Outside the Crystal Ball. I'm Emily Minton. And on today's show, we are going to talk about the power of crystals. You guys have sent us a ton of emails asking us to cover this topic. How do I pick out the right crystal for me? Which crystal helps with love, with money, with confidence, with communication? How do I know which crystals that I should be looking for? We're going to talk about all of that today on our show. Before we get started, I want to remind you guys to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to us on. Before we begin um, our topic on crystals, we are going to start with the Star Tarot card. You guys know I've been moving through the cards, and every day I pull one, and today I pulled the star. So we are going to dive into that one to see what it means. Now, this card is all about hope. It's all about healing and when you look at this card, I have it up on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. You can see that there is a lady that is nude and she has she's kneeling down by like a river or a pond, some body of water there. She is pouring water from two pitchers. She has one pitcher in her right hand. It symbolizes her consciousness. She has another pitcher she's pouring in with her left hand, which symbolizes her subconscious. Now, Because she has one foot in the water and one foot on the land, that's a representation that she has kind of a foot in both worlds, right? She's connected to the earth as well as to the spiritual world. There is a huge eight-pointed star above her. That represents hope. It represents direction. Think about the star in the Bible leading the wise men to Jesus. Um, It's also surrounded by seven other smaller stars, which represent our seven chakras. In the very back, you can see the mountains. Those symbolize trials and tribulations and things that she's going to have to tackle at a later date. So when you pull this card or pulling it for someone that you're doing a reading for, it indicates that there is a time of light and reprieve after a period of turmoil. It brings a period of hope. In faith, you have gone through a tough time in your job, in your relationships with your friendships, whatever the case may be. It's been rough, but we're at a stopping point. We're at a time where all of that's about to turn around for you. Um, It's almost, if you want to think of it this way, you were stripped bare in a way for a quite some time, and now you are being held high. You need to allow yourself to dream and start using all of the gifts that you have been given. You are being surrounded right now with healing energy from your team on the other side. And you need to start choosing to put yourself first, right? Choosing your higher self. Now, if you pull this card and you want to know about love and romance, this is a time, this card is telling you that this is a time when the difficult part of your relationship has passed or maybe a difficult part, right? We have several difficult parts during relationships. But this is a time when we have gotten through one of those valleys and we are on the peak again. And that's what a relationship is made of, right? It's the peaks and it's the valleys and we're about to hit the peak again. So the tough time is over. This is a time of healing. Maybe you've been through a recent breakup. This card is telling you that it's time for you to start to rebuild your confidence and get back out there, attempt to move on. In the world of career, You are being led to opportunities. You are um, being able to be presented or you're being presented with ways that you can advance your career. If work has been really tough lately, maybe you've had some run-ins with your boss or things aren't going the way you want them to, this is a time where it's a time of healing for that as well. But those things are going to start to, to, to teeter off and you're going to start to enjoy work once again. Now, what happens if, or what does it mean if you get this card reversed? Well, reversed, it feels like everything is turned against you. You've lost hope. It may seem like you're not on the right path, but that is indicating that you're disconnected from the divine. You're disconnected from your spiritual self. So this card is inviting you to refocus your energy, refocus on positivity, refocus on the joy that you do have in your life. So that that can overpower the fear and negative thoughts that you're having currently. I hope you guys are practicing your tarot if that's something that you're interested in. I've really learned a lot. I used to think and you guys know I spoke of this early on in an episode. I used to think like it's cards like you can make this say whatever you want it to say. You can manipulate it to say whatever you want it to say. But I've been blown away by practicing these cards and practicing joe lets me practice on her (laughs) for quite a bit she's my guinea pig but it's amazing how they come up and say what you need them to say or what i like that what you need them to say it's not always what you want them to say right it's what what they're what you're being told right now is going on i find it really really interesting and i'm glad that we're doing this one card every episode because it's not only teaching you guys it's teaching me as well All right, well, we are going to get started now with our main topic today, crystals. And this is one of the, the, the topics I have been looking forward to the most talking to you guys about because I am obsessed with crystals, not only because of their properties, but let's be honest, they're pretty. I like them because they're pretty. I am very tactile. My mom tells me all the time, Emily, stop touching stuff. Stop touching stuff. We always have to touch things. You're always touching things. Well, I think a little bit of it is because I'm picking up energy from those things. But also, I like to touch stuff, right? I like to hold rocks and I like how they feel in my hand. I like the, the roughness of them, the smoothness of them. So it kind of plays into all of that. And we're going to dive into some of that today on, on the show. But I want to start and give you guys a little bit of background on why we work with crystals. Why in the world is this rock from, you know, the earth going to help me on my spiritual journey um so geologically right we're going to kind of gear our brains a little bit towards the science side of things this idea that crystal energy and human energy working together is not new this is something that has been going on for thousands of years it's been documented in history with with drawings with writings. this is not a new concept to us um The use of crystals, especially crystals like quartz, has been used in North and South American um, cultures for thousands of years. It's been traced back to Scotland, to Ireland, Japan. It has been used all over the world. I think, in my opinion, what's happening now is we are taking those ideas that were laid out for us thousands of years ago. And we are really starting to delve into and understand how those properties connect with us, connect to our DNA. So, crystals are arranged in what's called a lattice structure, right? Their um, atomic particles that are inside the crystals are organized in a certain way. They're organized in this lattice structure. This structure, especially in crystals like quartz, This structure allows for electromagnetism to pass through them. So these are sources of energy because of the way their structure is laid out, because of that atomic structure. Now, crystals also have their own measurable vibrations and frequencies that are based on their molecular composition. So quartz is going to vibrate differently than peridot, which is going to vibrate differently than bumblebee jasper. It's all going to be different based on its specific molecular structure. So back in 1880, Pierre and Jacques Curio, who were some French physicists, learned that you can produce electricity with crystals by applying force to them. When you squeeze them, when you press them, they're going to create energy. Now, um, for example, quartz. We use quartz in computers. We use quartz in television, watches, clocks, microphones. It's used a lot. The mineral galena and pyrite, for example, they're used in crystal radio receivers, which I didn't know this was a thing until I researched a little bit of the uses of crystals kind of in the real world. A crystal radio receiver does not use batteries, right? They use crystals and Listen, I have a little bit of a science background, but this is even over my head a little bit. They rely on the radio waves that are in the atmosphere to be manipulated by the electromagnetic energy in the crystals. And that's how the radio is powered. So it's all powered through, you know, between the crystals and, and the um, radio waves that are in our atmosphere. Mind-blowing that this is going on. Um, a study by the Haggles Institute discovered that certain crystals can improve water quality when you place them in water. They learned that crystals, uh, crystal infused water can neutralize harmful substances. It can improve the pH of the water, the oxygen content. It increases energy balance and can increase the bioavailability of minerals just by putting certain crystals in your water. And I've seen those before. I've seen those little thermoses where they have like a little compartment to put crystals in. I've seen those before, but I always thought it was just kind of, you know, woo-woo stuff. like, that, that's ridiculous. There's scientific evidence to back it up. Um, quartz right now is also being used in, in something that, again, is a little above my head. It's called 5D data storage. So they're able to take quartz and imprint data onto it. And that data will last for longer than we can kind of comprehend. So they're storing terabytes of data on pieces of quartz to preserve for our future generations. You'll have to Google that, I think, to find out a little more information about it. Maybe you guys can understand it a little bit better than I can. Um, So that's some of the the real-life, real-world uses for crystals, right? Now, there is zero evidence that crystals will heal you. Some people use them for healing. Um, you know, if I'm, I'm feeling poorly, I'll, I'll put this quartz on my throat chakra and it will make my sore throat go away. There's zero evidence that that even works. However, there's a lot of evidence that the placebo effect of that works. So what that means is people in studies, they would give a crystal to 20 people. 10 of them, they would tell that the crystal does nothing. 10 of them, they would tell that it worked and it's going to heal them. And the 10 people, maybe not quite, maybe 8 out of the 10 or 9 out of the 10 would get better. Some would get completely better. Some would get a little bit better. But there was an improvement in their health in whatever ailment they had. For the 10 people that were told the crystal doesn't do anything, they didn't get better. So even if the crystal is just helping with that placebo effect, let it help with a placebo effect. I'm all for healing your body. However, you need to heal it, right? So I think that um, when you go into research crystals and, you know, do they really work? There's no evidence. There's no scientific evidence that can be replicated in a lab that says it does. But I like to think that with your intention, when your intention is set, the energies that are out there are going to um, interact with that intention a lot better than if they don't it's like when they say um i know when my son was in the hospital my my oldest son was in the NICU for weeks and weeks when he was born and there was a study done that if you you know so many people prayed for these NICU babies that those are the babies that got better and it's the same principle i think is you're setting that intention you're setting you know that in that intention to the universe that this is what's going to happen so sometimes that's what happens so kind of keep that in the back of your head um because by no means am I encouraging you not to go to the doctor to get your, you know, to, to, to be healed. Go to the doctor. Always go to the doctor. But what I'm saying is these crystals can help in other ways, not just physical ailments, but with confidence, with, um, with connecting to your intuition, connecting to your guides, working with your chakras. Those are the things that we're going to focus on today. I don't really put, um, I'm, I'm not going to really speak on. The healing parts of the crystals, at least not yet. So the the main question I get from you guys is how do I know what crystals to get? My boyfriend broke up with me. Which crystal should I get to feel better? My um my mom is getting on my nerves. Which crystal should I get to to keep her negativity away? Those are the kinds of questions that I have been getting. Now I'm gonna give you guys a couple of, piece of pieces of advice here. The 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 one thing you need to do. Is find a book or a, a resource that will guide you to the crystals that you need. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of books out there on stones. You need to go and sit down in a bookstore and find the stone, the the book that you feel drawn to. Um, the book that I use is called The Book of Stones. It's by Robert Simmons. It looks like this if you're watching on on YouTube. It's a pretty decent size book, but it is sort of my crystal Bible, if you will, because he and a lady named Nasha, I can't pronounce her last name. I'm probably going to mess it up. Ossian. They go through every crystal and they give you the physical properties of it, which my science brain really likes, but they also give you a history of its uses through different cultures, as well as what you can use it for in your day-to-day life. It's in color, which I like as well, because if I find sometimes I'll go into a store and I'll just pick up a rock because I like it. Right. And I can always go in here and kind of compare it to other pictures to see which which rock it is. All right. So that's the first thing you need to do. Find you a good resource. And maybe it's an online resource. That's up to you. The second thing that um, you want to do is always use your intuition to choose your stones. Right. Sometimes I will find myself going into a store with the intent I need to go and find, I don't know, triastolite. But when I get in there, I find something else that's pulling me in that direction, right? It might feel good in my hand or I might like the color. But for whatever reason, I'm being pulled to that. And it'll turn out six weeks later, whatever the time frame is, I need the properties of that stone more than I did what I originally went in there for. So always let your intuition guide you, trust your gut, trust your intuition when you're picking these out. Now, I'm going to show you or talk to you a little bit about some of the crystals that I, I got It first. My very first crystal was, was a piece of clear quartz. Clear quartz is an amplifier, so any crystal you put it with is going to amplify that. But it's also a really good crystal to work with your um, spiritual team with. All right, so that is one that I would recommend everybody have in their crystal bag somewhere. Now, a lot of people will tell you to go and your your first sort of crystal bag should be one stone for each chakra. And earlier in the in the podcast, I gave away a, a bag of stones um, to one of our listeners, and it included one for each chakra. And I think those are great. I didn't start that way because I kind of went down the crystal path by myself. I didn't really know what I was doing. I bought a clear quartz. I bought tiger's eye, which I don't have it right here, but I also bought this bumblebee jasper. Now this little bumblebee jasper, I loved it because it has that bright yellow stripe, the little bright yellow stripes in it. And I thought it was pretty. I picked it up. I held it. It felt good in my hand. So I took it home. And it's still to this day, one of my favorite crystals to meditate with. It's one of my favorite crystals um, to work with. Now, here's what's funny is I'm clairsentient, right? I get feelings. We talked about clairs on one of our previous shows. I get my information most of the time through my gut. I get it through that gut feeling, that intuitive feeling. Bumblebee Jasper is a great stone for your solar plexus, which is your gut, right? It's that third chakra up by your belly button. So turns out they were leading me to this stone and it's still a really good one that I like to work with today. Now, what are some examples of stones if you're wanting to set up a chakra stone bag, which eventually it's a good idea to do? Um, Some really good stones to start with is a red jasper for your root chakra, right? Your root chakra is red. And this is an easy way, guys, to go and find these stones is just look by color. You know, your root chakra is red. Go find a red rock, right? Red jasper is really good for that. Um, your also smoky quartz. Here's a little piece of smoky quartz. I have a bigger one over there somewhere. But smoky quartz is really good. Even though it's not red, it's really good for your root chakra as well. Um, so let's move up. Your sacral chakra, right? That's orange. Find an orange stone. Really good one is tiger's eye and carnelian. If I could tell you guys to get five rocks, carnelian would be one of them. The so carnelian is really good. Um, solar plexus, that's your third chakra, your one near your belly button. That is um, a couple of good stones for your sacral or your solar plexus would be citrine and pyrite. Bumblebee jasper would be another good one. Your heart chakra, which is green. So you want to look for green stones. That's going to be your green avertrine. But also rose quartz, your heart chakra, it can be green and it can be pink. So rose quartz is a really, really good one for that. Um, Amazonite is another really good one for that. Your throat chakra, that's your communication blue, like a light, uh, a light blue color. So you want to look for that color. That could be angelite, blue lace agate are both really good ones. Your third eye, right, uh, right. I don't want to say between your eyebrows, but a little bit above that, that point. Um, a really good one for that is lapis lazuli and amethyst. Amethyst is purple. Now, your third eye chakra is that, that indigo color, right? Kind of like the color of your blue jeans, that denim color. But um, amethyst quartz is really good for both your third eye chakra and your crown chakra. So that piece could work for either one. Your crown chakra, I just told you, that's your, your seventh chakra. And that's a violet color. So amethyst is good there. But clear quartz is also really good for that one. Um, So those are some ideas to get you started. It does not have to be those. Okay, I I could probably bring 10 different mediums in here. And they're going to tell you 10 different stones to go and get as your first one. But I would pretty much guarantee all all 10 of them would tell you to pick up a clear quartz because that's a really good one to start with. When you bring these stones home from the store, they are covered in other people's energy, all right? Think about all the stones when you go into these stores. If you're like me and you touch everything, you're touching them all. You're putting your energy out there on all of them, right? Other people have done that. The people at the the, the mine where they were mined have done that. The people who packaged them up and mailed them to the store have done that. There are so many people's energy on that stone. Bring it home and clear it it out. I have a container and I showed you guys this um, before and it's just loose sage and sometimes if the stone is small enough, I'll drop it in that container for, you know, overnight and that does it. You can take incense and smudge it. If it is not a soft stone, you can put it in salt water for a little bit and that will clean it. If it ends, if the stone ends in it, I-T-E, do not put it in water. All right, those are porous. They're soft. Amazonite, like you can feel how it's a lot softer than something like a quartz. Okay, so don't put those in water it'll mess them up. All right, so once you have them clean, what do you do with them? There's a million things you can do with them. The, the thing I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to give you a little homework after the show today, if you want to do it, is to meditate with these stones. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more towards the end of the show. But sitting with a crystal while you meditate does a couple of things for you. Well, I'm going to rephrase that. It does a couple of things for me, which could also be something that that you need help with. I have ADD to the nth degree, right? Adult ADD, which is fun to find out when you're like 35 that this is a thing. And my mind, when I meditate, goes everywhere. It's called monkey mind. It's just all over the place. And it was so hard for me to learn How to meditate. I think I talked to you guys about this on the show several episodes ago, so I'm not going to bore you with that story again. But sitting with a crystal in my hand gives me a physical representation of my intention, right? My intention might be to go and ask my guides a question, is the job I'm going to take going to be a a good one for me? I'm going to have my rock in my hand, and that gives me a physical reminder of what I'm doing. It helps my mind to stay focused and not wander off into a hundred directions like it likes to do. Um, If you're working with a specific chakra, you would pick your chakra stone for that particular chakra. Like I would have my red, my uh, red jasper, right? If I'm working with my root chakra, I'm going to put it in my left hand, which we'll talk about why in a little bit. And I'm going to think about that root chakra, its properties. And I'm going to, feel into that meditation. What am I feeling? What, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? I'm going to feel into that so that I can see what I need to do with my root chakra. Um, another thing that you want to do with your stone is set an intention with it. And this is going to sound kind of silly, but you kind of want to talk to it a little bit, right? You want to find out what work it's going to do for you. It's already programmed to do work, but you got to figure out what it's going to do. So when you're doing your meditation, that's a good time. But set an intention with it, you know. Maybe you're going to use your amethyst to connect to your guides. Tell it that. And You don't have to like tell it, like talk to it out loud and look like you're crazy. But you can talk in your head and just say the intention of this particular amethyst that I have in my hand is to help me connect to my guides, Right. So that's something that you can do with it. Carrying it with you. That's something that people do all the time. You can carry it with you to bring attention to your intent. Um, I usually will keep a piece of aventurine, sort of like this one. I keep it in my purse. I've given my mom a piece and she keeps it in her purse too to kind of draw and attract abundance, right? Um, People wear it as jewelry, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But just carrying them with you. Maybe you're carrying around tourmaline for protection, keeping the negative, or toxic energy away from you. That's a good one to carry around with you. At home, people put them all in their homes. And I have them (laughs) everywhere. One of the main things that I do is every window in my house has a selenite stick in it. Selenite is actually pretty cheap. I got, let me tell y'all, I went to this fall festival a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weekends ago, right before Halloween. And there was somebody there selling sticks of selenite for a buck a piece. I look like a wild woman. I was stacking, uh, give me all the selenite you have. It was like, if you ever watched Parks and Recreation, when Ron Swanson sits down, he's like, give me all the eggs and bacon you have. That's how I felt with these rocks. But they go in each of my windows, Um, that will bring positivity into the room and it's also a protection, right? It's keeping the negativity out, allowing positivity in. So you're going to see one of those in all of my windowsills. Um, something else that people do is leaving. What is the name of it? I wrote it down because I knew I was going to forget it. It is called Shungite. Let me start that over. Shungite. Shungite is a stone that you can put on your desk at work, on your desk at home. And its job is to sort of um, combat EMF waves from your computer, from your iPad, from your cell phone. You can put one of those on your desk at work. Rose quartz in rooms. You can put chunks of that in rooms where you want to fill that room with love. Like your bedroom would be a good place to put that. I keep a piece of citrine in my kitchen windowsill. Um, Citrine is really good to bring in like uplifting and positive energy. My kitchen is a gathering place. So I want to keep that place positive and happy because that's where we all get, you know, sit around and, and chit chat about our day and, and talk. So I like to keep that energy in there positive. Um, there is another stone called shovelite and it transmutes negative energy. So maybe you're at work and you know that your coworker is super difficult. Maybe keep a piece of that on your desk. So when I say put it in your home, that's what I mean. I'm not saying to make, you know, you don't want to necessarily have an enormous rock in the middle of your living room, but just put a little stone somewhere so that it will bring in that energy. Now, wearing your stones, that is a little bit of a process in some ways, because when you go to research, you know, what arm should I wear my bracelets on? How should I wear my necklace? Is it okay to wear a ring? Guys, do what makes you feel good. Do what your intention is telling you to do. This isn't that complicated. All right. Don't let people make you think this is harder than it is. So here's what you need to remember. Your left hand is receptive, right? That's your feminine energy. That is you bringing in what you want to attract. Your right hand is your masculine energy that is putting out to the world what you want them to see, what you want them to um, pick up from you. All right. So keep that in mind. Left hand brings in right hand shows the world who you are. So When you are wearing um, crystals on your left hand, like if you have a a bracelet that you're going to wear, let's say that you want to attract wealth. You might wear a jade bracelet on your left hand that's going to pull in abundance. Maybe you want to get in touch with your spiritual team. You're going to meditate on that. An amethyst bracelet would be great to wear on your left hand. Well, your right wrist, remember that's your masculine, it's going to be your manifestation wrist. It's what you want to show to the world. So maybe you have a job interview coming up. So you want to find a nice orange stone like carnelian to wear on your right hand for confidence or a public speaking presentation that you have to do. Get your carnelian and put it on your right hand. You can wear tourmaline on your right hand for protection or removal of toxic energy. Same with black onyx. Um, protection, overcoming obstacles. So that's kind of the difference when you're thinking of left and right. Well, can you wear amethyst on both the left and the right? Absolutely, go for it. They're not limited to one or the other. Do what makes you feel good, right? I have a friend who I bought a, a bracelet for a tiger's eye bracelet not too long ago. And she she put it on her left hand. I said, no, you probably should wear it on your right hand because you you want that for protection. And so she did for a couple of days. She goes, it doesn't feel right. I don't like it on my right hand. I moved it over to my, to my left. That's what makes her feel better. Go for it. That's fine. All right. There's no um, crystal police out there that's going to go, okay, well, you didn't put it on your right hand. I guess I'm not protecting you This, you know, today. It's fine. Um, necklaces. So if you think about your chakras there, you have your throat chakra right at your throat. Then your heart chakra, obviously more towards the center of your chest. Wear nice short chains to, for stones uh, dealing with your throat chakra, those blue stones. Wear a longer chain so that the stone falls closer to the center of your chest for stones dealing with the heart chakra, green, green or pink. All right, so you have your crystals, you're wearing them correctly, you've meditated with them, you've maybe made an altar with them, you have them in your house. How long do they last? How long are they going to be good for? So you need to clean them. You need to charge them. And there's several ways to do that. Charging crystals every full moon, that's my reminder. I gather them all up. My children have learned it's full moon. Get mom's crystals and we go put them in the moonlight and they stay outside as long as it's not raining for the night, right? You need to stay out there about twelve hours. You can do that with the sunlight as well. There's some crystals that I have that are pretty big that I just keep on windowsills that get at least twelve hours of sunlight a day. Um, that works just as well. Remember, there's some you don't want to get wet. So making a saltwater bath for them is perfectly fine. And that will clean the majority of them. But those soft stones do not get them wet. All right. It's going to mess them up. You can also bury the stones in the soil for a few days. The earth is going to recharge them and clean them and get the, the energy off of them that they have absorbed. You can smudge them with incense or sage or Palo Santo, whatever your smoke of choice is. Um, and you can also, something else that's really good about selenite is it's a natural cleanser. So You can set your stones on the selenite overnight and it will cleanse those stones. So those are a, a lot of ways that you can keep your stones working the hardest for you. And I can feel a difference. And it took me a couple of months, maybe two, three months to start to really feel a difference after I put them in the full moon. But when I bring them back in, they're lighter than when I take them out. And you guys know how skeptical I am. You know that I'm not going to just like blow smoke up your butt, right? This, it, it does feel lighter. I've cleaned them. That energy is off of them. And when I bring them back in my house, they're more powerful. When I meditate with them, I get more information. It's just a nice reset when, it, when I remember to put them out in the moon. Um, a couple of things. If your stone cracks, it's done. All right. It's full You've used it. Maybe we didn't clean it or charge it like we should. Or maybe that was just a lot of negativity or a lot of things that it was absorbing. When that happens, when it breaks, my, um, my ritual is that I go and I just bury it back in the earth, right? It comes from the earth. I put it back in the earth. Um, something else that could happen is they disappear. And I've had that happen not often, but once or twice. And that's just your team is taking it. You're there. Done, you're done with that one for a little bit. Sometimes they bring it back. Sometimes they don't. Um, I will have a stone on my nightstand or on my desk and I'm using it. And then I wake up and it's gone. And I, you know, at first I would go through the process of who oh, took my crystals and I would go to each kid and I would go to the husband and I would look on the ground and is it behind the nightstand? Is it under the bed? Did it fall off? Did I hit it when I was sleeping? It's just gone. <laughs> it's just gone. Your team is taking it. You don't need to work with it for a little bit. They're taking it from you. Maybe you're relying too much on it, which I tend to do. Um, They'll bring it back when you're ready for it. Or they may not bring it back at all. Maybe you don't need it back. But that can happen. So make sure that you're aware of that. And how do you know that it's working, right? How do you know that this magic rock is doing what it's supposed to? First of all, they're not magic. You have to do your part. So if you are, you you have a presentation to give at work, right? And the presentation requires you to be in front of people and you're really nervous about it. Wearing carnelian on your right arm is fabulous. It's wonderful. It's going to give you that extra confidence, but you still have to make your presentation. You still have to do your part to prepare. You can't get up there and just expect magic to happen. This is a rock guys. It's not gonna do magic. Okay. It's it's healing you with energy. It's working with your energy, but it's not gonna write your presentation for you. So keep that in mind. You've got to do your part. They can do so much with your energy, but you still have to do your part to make certain things happen. You can't just rely on the energy work of a crystal. All right. So um oh and another way that you another thing you need to know about how it works is or, or how long does it take is it takes, it's not quick, all right? This spirituality is not a quick process. This is not something you're going to start week one and be really, really good at week six. I've been doing this six years, seven years, and I still don't consider myself outside of a novice, right? Because I'm around so many people that have been doing this 30 years and 40 years, and every day you learn something new, even that far into it, you're always learning. So this is another piece that we are learning about this is another piece that's going to help you on that journey so this whole i don't want to call it a lifestyle but this whole uh way that that we are thinking is it a religion i don't i don't know but this whole way that we are thinking and believing it's hard work this is not going to come to you um overnight behind the scenes mediums and psychics and impacts, there's so much work we have to do to get ourselves ready for doing reading right for doing healing work for doing energy energy work this is part of that so i'm going to assign you guys some homework if you want to do it and i want you to let me know how it goes of course you don't have to but it's really a great way to practice working with stones because when i was told you need to go uh, work with a stone. Go pick a green stone. and You're going to work with your heart chakra. O- okay, what does that mean? What am I going to do with it? Do I put it on my body? Do I put it on my head? Do I bury it in the yard? Do I, what do I do with this rock? So after learning, after researching and going to some people and getting some help, this is what works for me. I would like to know if it works for all of you as well. It's worked with several people that I've, I've asked to do this. to to help them on their journey. So pick a stone. And let's just practice this time working with our chakras. We know a little about our chakras, right? So pick one. And I'm going to pick this green one because it's in front of my face. Hold it in your left hand. Go into a meditation. And once you get into that meditation, I want you to focus on the chakra that matches your stone. So I have a green stone. That's going to match my heart chakra. That's where I'm going to focus. All right. I'm going to focus my energy on that chakra. Well, what does your chakra look like? And we've talked about this. Some people imagine it as a ball of energy, kind of like a clear Christmas ornament, right? In the middle of your chest. And it's full of that bright green emerald light. Some people imagine it as almost like a tornado that comes out of the front and out of the back of your body right there in the middle of your chest. Because it does. It's not just in the front. It's, it's everywhere. It's that whole piece right through your heart chakra. And that tornado is just a tornado of that bright green emerald light. And I want you to imagine that. And I want you to just take a couple of minutes and see how you feel. Really tune into that chakra and See if the stone in your hand feels light, feels heavy. Does it feel like it's vibrating fast? Does it feel like it's vibrating slow? Does it, do you feel a connection between the stone and that specific chakra? Whatever you're feeling or thinking in that moment, wrap up your meditation after you, you think you've gotten what you're going to get immediately get your journal and write it down. The next day or two days later, try another one. A couple days later, try another one. And start to make note of how each of those stones feel in your hand when you're focused on it working with your chakra. And that's a really good place to start. I want you guys, if you have time, if if you have the itch, give it a try. Let me know. You can email me. Let me know how it, how it made you feel if you got anything. I'll tell you the first few times I did that, I got, there were some chakras I got nothing and there were other ones that I got very little because I didn't know what I was looking for. But then I would do it again the next week, get a little more. And now I can really tune into it. So it's a practice. It's a lot of behind the scenes work to be able to do what's in front of the scenes, okay? If you guys have questions, reach out to me outside the crystal ball at gmail.com. We have some really cool stuff coming up for you guys the rest of this year. We have a couple of really awesome guest speakers. Um, if you have questions, like I said, reach out. I am more than happy to help you with this. If something isn't working or you, you have a question about how you should be doing this, let me know. I'll be happy to give you my advice. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon.